Welcome to the Spiritual Warfare Network Podcast, the training ground for warriors in Christ who are ready to walk in their God-given power and authority. Apostle DeCoy Green is about to equip you with kingdom strategies and teach you how to strategically pray and effectively engage the enemy in spiritual warfare. Now let's get into today's teaching. Good evening, good evening, everyone. This is Apostle Ford Green, the founder of OC of Upper Room Kingdom. I greet you all in the precious name of Jesus. I pray that each and every one of you uh, had a wonderful, wonderful day. So we're here once again for our weekly Bible study as we dive into the Word, go uh, to the deep mysteries of, of the Word of God. Uh, so again, I welcome you all who are watching live on Facebook, those who are watching on YouTube, those who are watching uh, on Periscope, or maybe watching a replay broadcast or listening to a podcast. Again, I greet you all in the precious name of Jesus. Know that something will be said on today to have a great impact on your life. Amen. Good evening to you, Lisa and Tamara. Good evening. Good evening, Courtney. Good evening to you all. Good evening. Good evening. So I'm going to jump on into prayer and we're going to dive on into the word of Father God. We come now. We're giving him glory, honor and praise. Oh God, we thank you for this day that you have made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. We thank you, God, for uh, this opportunity to open up your word to give life. We thank you for the opportunity, oh God, to uh, continue to uh, uh, learn more about you, learn more about your kingdom. We thank you, oh God, for uh, uh, just having your way doing this Bible study. You be glorified. You be magnified. Open our eyes to see our ears, to hear in the mighty name of Jesus. We come against every distraction of the enemy, and he sees the enemy will try to sort of try to snatch this word. We blood block it now in the name of Jesus. Speak to me, oh God. Speak through me, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Let your glory come upon uh, this this time with us, oh God, let it come in our lives right now, God. Let us saturate in it, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you, God, that this word will take root in our lives and we shall apply it. We praise you, we glorify your name now. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen, and amen. Hello, hello, hello. Good evening, everyone. So again, uh, last week uh, we uh, were on part eight uh, of our series, again, destroying uh evil altars. And so we, we, we continued to talk about last week about um, removing hidden evil altars on the heart, how there's still some some altars that the enemy can actually try to erect on our heart, you know, through the wrong heart motives or through seeds they've sown uh, and then that thing growing, growing. And then they were able to offer uh, sacrifices from ungodly altars that could be on our heart uh, and they can do it on our behalf. Uh, as because of those altars, so destroying those evil altars on our heart, uh, any hidden altars that we, that we may be unaware of, you know, praying for God to reveal it, to remove it, uh, so that the enemy doesn't have any legal right to to steal, uh, to block certain things in our life because of evil altars on the heart. Uh, and so we talk about strongholds, destroying those those demonic strongholds, incorrect thought patterns. Um, when it comes to uh, uh, the heart, uh, we talk about you know how. Altar again, the blood on altar made of Jesus made an atonement for our sins, and what that means for our, ourselves as far as cleansing our soul, healing our soul uh, uh, of things that doesn't belong, and driving out things in our soul uh, that does not belong there. Uh, and so, so the key is really uh, asking God to, to reveal any hidden uh, evil altars that the enemy may have erected on our heart, so they can be destroyed, cast down, so the enemy cannot uh, be able to access us through altars on the heart. So. Uh, we continue with that from the week before, uh, talk those hidden altars on the heart. Uh, so if you missed that, make sure you go back uh, and watch the replay. 
Uh, so tonight, of course, we're on part nine of destroying <clears throat> uh, evil altars. And so to tonight, we're going to talk about breaking your soul free from demonic prisons. So, so breaking your soul free from demonic prisons. So we're going we're gonna to get into how uh, uh, the enemy can, can imprison one's soul if they're given the opportunity and how, uh, and how they use altars to even do that, to try to imprison uh, someone's soul, to try to put someone's soul in prison. So we, we're going to break that down today uh, uh, as we prepare for um, uh, next week. So this kind of the introduction to the Breaking Free from Demonic Prisons, and then we'll take off more uh, next week as we continue on this series. Amen. Uh, and so, so make sure on Facebook, you hit the share button, you hit the share button on Facebook, uh, with, with your family, your friends share. So share this Bible study with them. So make sure you hit the share button so others can tune in, uh, and they can get this word on Periscope swipe, uh, and share with your followers as well. All right. Uh, so we're going to go to, uh, Psalm 142 and seven. We're going to start off with the scripture here, and then we're going to take off because it's going to be the foundation scripture we're going to work with. Uh, then we're going to build all the foundation from this particular passage, <clears throat> and then we'll take off from there. So Psalm 142 and 7. And that's Psalm 142 and 7. Good evening, good evening to you all. Psalm 142 and 7. I read the New King James Version here. It says, bring my soul out of prison that I may praise your name. The righteous shall surround me, for you shall deal bountifully with me. Again, that's Psalm 142 and 7. It says, bring my soul out of prison, that I may praise your name. The righteous shall surround me, for you shall deal bountifully <clears throat> with me. And so again, we talk about breaking your soul free from demonic prisons. And so here we find David, he was crying out to God. He was crying out to God in distress for God to bring his soul out of prison. And so what he was going through, it wounded his soul. It, it, it hurt his soul. It harmed his soul. Uh, he felt like he was in a prison because of the pain and the turmoil that he was in. However, there's deeper revelation here because the enemy can actually imprison one soul if they find a legal right to do so. So understand that the enemy can, can literally put someone's soul in prison if they find a legal right to do so. And so again, we're going to piggyback from this scripture and we're going to build foundation. Uh, this could be introduction uh, to this pulling your soul out of demonic prison. We're going to see how the enemy uses evil altars to keep this cycle going or to keep one soul into prison or to put one soul in prison. This is very important to understand as we talk about breaking evil altars, as we continue to go deeper uh, in, into, to, into destroying evil altars, uh, because uh, uh, we already dealt with hidden altars, hidden altars on the heart. We're going to deal with other hidden altars. Uh, uh, so again, the enemy is completely being exposed and that works. So we can know, so we're not in the dark. We're not, we're not blinded by what's going on. So we can know how to come up against it effectively, right? And so put it out of perspective. And so again, he said, bring my soul out of prison. So David was saying, Lord, bring my soul out of prison. I'm distressed. I'm, I'm wounded, et cetera. Uh, but there's deeper revelation that again, that, that again, the enemy can literally put someone's soul in a prison. So we're going to, we're going to break that down tonight. 
So understand this. So, so going back to the soul, some of this is going to be reviewed because uh, I've talked about the importance of the soul. If, you, if you've been part of our deliverance and soul healing classes, you know this. Uh, I've done videos on soul healing, et cetera, but we're going we're gonna to put all these pieces together here. So we know that the enemy understands the sensitive nature of the soul. They understand that the soul is the middleman between the body and our spirit, as we talked about last week. So the moment your spirit hit the body, your soul was formed. We understand that premise. The moment God blew the breath of life, which was spirit, into physical body, that's how the soul was created. It was only through the spirit coming in contact with the flesh that the soul was then created, right? And so, and so there's no life, we understand, there is no life without your spirit, because that's the real you. So your spirit should rule things, your spirit should run things. So, so, so again, we have to take back control of what has been secretly controlling things for far too long. So if your flesh is in control, your soul will always fall prey to the flesh, right? We know that. So if your spirit is in control, your soul will submit to your spirit, which is the real you. So this is where the battle comes into play. Your spirit could not legally come to earth, we know, without a body. And that's why we had to have a physical body. However, the body we know was never meant to control things. Your soul was never meant to control things. Your soul was created to serve as a medium between the flesh and the spirit, a middleman. And this is why we must be careful that we're not moved by soul experiences as opposed to a true spirit experience. Our soul, again, either submits to the flesh or to the spirit. It's just quick review here. So our soul is where our free will comes into play. This is where you get that free will, right? Uh, but we want to operate in God's will, not what we think is right, not what we think we should do, but we want to be in God's divine and perfect will. And so, but this is where the soul comes when it comes to free will. When we flip between the two, we become double-minded. Scripture says in James 1.8 that a double-minded man is unstable. Let's say that word, unstable, and not some of his ways, but all his ways. Think about that now. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. But most folks think, well, no, I'm not double-minded. There's no way that I'm double-minded because I'm, I'm clear-cut on what I want, what I want to do, what I want to be, et cetera. Uh, uh, but if the soul is wounded, if the soul is wounded, there is double-mindedness going on. Because there's emotions attached to that. Remember, your soul is the seat of your mind, your will, your emotions, your appetites, your desires, right? And so uh, 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 if, that, if the soul is wounded and then it starts to listen to the flesh more and then it, then it starts to listen to the spirit sometimes, but then back and forth between flesh and spirit, then now that's double-mindedness. And really, you could you could really translate this scripture. Uh, it can really mean a, a, a double soul or a split soul is unstable. So remember, the soul is the seat of your mind, your will, your emotions, your appetites, your desires, right? And so, a double-minded or a double-souled person is unstable in all their ways. Not, not, I'm not getting too deep into soul stuff today, but I, I, I have to make the foundation and remind you to bring, make clarity as we take off. And so that's why one person can show up today and they can act like an entirely different person tomorrow. Double-souled, double-minded. 
So again, our soul can choose if it will be the body or submit to the spirit to rule over the body. So, so, so we understand that. We understand that premise. So the enemy wants the soul, of course, the enemy wants the soul to choose the ways of the flesh to give the enemy more room to imprison the soul. So now we get into how the enemy begins to imprison the soul. That is why prayer and God's word is so vital. You pray and you war until you see the results. You're staying on your post. You're not backing back down. So again, the soul, the soul, the soul has many layers. It has many layers. And sometimes it picks up junk. And, and, and so there, there's some wounds, uh, as I just mentioned to our uh, delivery soul healing class, there's some wounds that are surface wounds. Think about kind of like, uh, uh, they say some someone who had a, a flesh wound, uh, a, a gunshot wound, but they say it's just it's, it's just a surface. It just grazed the flesh. It didn't penetrate. But there's some wounds that's just kind of like flesh wounds. It's it's it, it surface. Uh, it doesn't get deep, but the, but the more those wounds are there and go unnoticed, and it deeper gets, and it goes to more layers, and it goes to the deeper layers of the soul. And maybe you dealt with just that top layer, but you didn't get to the root of those wounds. And then the enemy is using those wounds as a legal right to steal, to cause all type of issues in your life, uh, uh, to legally steal, right? To legally do this. And so your soul is very sensitive. That's why you have to be careful what you watch, what you listen to, because your eye gates are taking these things and your air gates are taking these things in. And it's going into your soul. Sin wounds the soul. We understand that. Of course, that's the first thing that wounds the soul. So if your soul is wounded, it can cause so many additional problems. Again, a wounded soul is unstable in all its ways and it cannot be trusted. It must be healed so that it will be led by the spirit all the time. And this is why some of you have found yourselves doing or saying things over and over that you said you would stop doing. I'm done with this. I'm done with this. I'm not going to do this. Anymore. Even some relationships. I'm done. I'm done. I'm, I'm not going to take this anymore. Walking away. But it, 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 it's hard when there's a soul tie from that soul wound, from the pain you ex experience in that relationship. I'm just giving you one example, uh, whether it be intimate relationships, whether it be family relationships, et cetera. So when there's a soul tie, that soul tie came about because of a soul, <coughs> a soul wound, whether that wound came from, from sin. Uh, whether that, that wound came from things that were said to you, things, say, things that were done to you in relationship. So then now these wounds are here. And let's say you try to move on. Even into something new. But you never addressed those wounds. You, those wounds won't heal. You may have talked about it. You may have said I've moved on. But just because you moved on don't mean that you've been those wounds moved on from you. <laughs> I'm going to say it again. Just because you moved on doesn't mean those wounds moved on from you. And, and I'm not get, I'm trying not to get too deep into all that because I'm not teaching on soul stuff to that degree today. But a piece of your soul, especially if, 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 if you had premarital sex, you, you know, phonic, fornicate, et cetera, a piece of your soul can still be with that last person. A piece of their soul can still be in you. And the enemy can use the pieces of that soul, your soul and them and a the piece of their soul in you to manipulate and move things around and cause issues in your life just from a piece of someone else's soul because the soul can break off into pieces, into fragments. And so, and so the soul is very, very sensitive. Again, a wounded soul is unstable. That's why in that situation I'm giving you again, if you're saying I'm done with this relationship, I'm walking away, then you find yourself, uh, I'm, I'm answering the call. Oh, I'm calling back. Oh, okay. I'm picking back again. Because you're, you're, you're unstable 
because you're wounded. Hello? You, you're unstable because you're wounded. Because the soul is wounded. Every last one of us have had wounds in our soul. And if those wounds go unnoticed, undetected, and they're not addressed, you just simply move on from, I'm done with that, I'm over it. But if you think about it and you still got have emotions attached to it, if you think about it, you're still getting upset about it, you think about it, you still feel these things in your stomach, etc., that wound still needs to be healed. If you think about that person and certain emotions come up, that wound needs to be healed. And so it's unstable. And that's why you find yourself doing things sometimes that you don't want to do, saying that you're not going to do it, you're going to stop doing it, but then it's unstable when the soul is wounded. And so a wounded soul caves into the flesh more than it submits to the spirit. A wounded soul caves into the flesh more than it submits to the spirit. So you must pray daily for God to send that power into your soul, that dunamis power into your soul. We'll get into that later. So there's some things that you've carried around for years and didn't know it wounded your soul. Right. Not only does sin wound your soul, but trauma. A traumatic event, anger, negative words, ungodly images, certain types of music you listen to, all can wound your soul. And you may not feel sad or upset, but it doesn't mean that the soul is not wounded. A wounded soul gives the enemy access to continue to inflict individuals legally. Now, this is important to hold on to when we talk about how the enemy can, can imprison one's soul. And while we talk about breaking free, breaking your soul free from demonic prisons. Right. And so, again, a wounded soul gives the enemy access, easy access to continue to inflict individuals legally. This is why we can't run from it. Don't run from things that happen. Don't run from things that were said to you, but confront it because you don't want to give demons a free shot to operate in the wounds in your soul. And anytime we do deliverance, that's why we always deal with soul wounds first. Because demons will be very comfortable feeling they don't have to manifest, feeling they don't have to go anywhere if they know they have a legal right through a soul wound. And some are so layered, so deeply wounded, so deeply layered until we say, okay, wait a minute, before we even deal with evicting of demons, we can evict every demon there is. But if there's still soul wounds there, guess what? Those demons are going to easily come back, easily, without any, any true opposition. Because they find a legal right through that soul. And so that's why. Dealing with the soul is so very critical, so very important. And why the enemy tries to put your, your soul in a prison. And we're going to break that down here uh, in a minute. And so you got to confront it. You got to confront it. You got to confront it. Because you don't want to give the enemy those, those free open shots. You have to address the soul wounds. You have to address. You send the blood of Jesus in your soul. That should be a daily thing. Send that blood of Jesus into your soul. The heal those wounds in your soul, etc. Uh, 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 and there, there's someone uh, I already talked about this before. Uh, uh, Katie Seward, you can look her up YouTuber. She's big on the soul stuff as far as exercises you can do. Send the demons power. Send the blood of Jesus into your soul uh, to heal wounds in your soul. That, that's her area. That she's big on that. Uh, I'm not getting into all of those details there, but I'm just saying if you want an extra resource, uh, again I've taught on it. But again, that she has a lot of stuff she teaches just on healing those soul wounds, right? Um, uh, and just exercise you can do daily um, to, to, to work with that. But anyway, so, so we have to address these wounds. That's why it's very important we, 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 it, when it comes to deliverance. Uh, soul healing is so critical because it's a part of deliverance. 
And we, we teach all the time. Some people focus just on deliverance to cast out demons. Some people focus just on soul healing. But you need both. You need both. You need both. You need both. Very, very, very critical. So, again, this plays into evil altars because witches and warlocks will also use evil altars to send demons to try to torment your soul. Again, witches and warlocks will also use evil altars to send demons to try to torment your soul when they know that there's wounds in your soul. They will also use the evil altars to imprison or trap the soul. To imprison or trap the soul. So the enemy, hear me clearly, the enemy cannot put your spirit in prison, but they can put one soul in prison if they have a legal right. And if the soul is in prison, now they can manipulate and control your very soul, your soul. The soul that you have that was created when your spirit hit the body, the enemy puts it in prison. They're now controlling your soul. They're now manipulating your soul without you even being fully aware of it. You're just acting out or you're responding to emotion. You're responding to how you feel. And, 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 and the thing about it, it, you feel so right even in something that's so wrong because of how the enemy manipulates that soul or how that when that soul is in prison it's 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 this weight on it and, and it's just it, it literally the enemy bullies the soul the the, the 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 enemy literally bullies the soul when it's wounded and when they have it in prison right and so again these evil altars again and these witches these warlocks that they, when they erect it to try to send curses against you that's why you have to continue to send the fire of god to destroy every evil altar that witches and warlocks and soldiers have built and put to try to come up against you, to try to send curses against you, to try to send demons to attack you. So we have to destroy those evil altars in your prayer time through the fire, through the blood of Jesus, destroying every evil altar that enemies are trying to use to work against you and that they're trying to use to imprison your soul. So, for example, someone could have experienced uh, a traumatic event. That wounded their soul, right? It, 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 it was started as just an emotion, right? You experienced a traumatic event, something that was done to you, some some experience you have. It could have been a bad car accident. It could have been uh, uh, the death of a loved one. It could have been something just traumatic, a relationship, something. It was traumatic to you emotionally. But the enemy will try to keep poking at the wound to get get it to go deeper, to get it to go penetrate deeper into to the, to, to the layers in your soul. And so they'll keep poking at it. To get, to get you to then have wrong thoughts. That sadness, which is a natural emotion when there's trauma. That's why we have tear ducts. We have, so it's a natural emotion, but we don't want to live in it. That sadness could then invite in fear and doubt and anxiety and depression, etc. In other words, they, the enemy would then magnify the wound in such a way that they make the wound so much deeper. In hopes that the person is just numb to it so they, they can then have time to put the soul in prison. So they want you to become numb to it. Numb to the pain. The pain is still there, but now you're numb to it. You've been going through certain situations. It's been pain. It's been disappointment. It's been discouragement. You're in certain relationships, certain whatever. And, and it, now you're numb to it. You're just tired and just worn out. And now you're just numb to it. But the wound is still there. So the enemy wants you so numb to it. that to, And, and then, then it's coping mechanism that your soul tries to do. Uh, I to try to cope, right? It, you know, that's how pieces of your soul uh, can break off to try to cope. It was so traumatic. So that there's a soul wound and then there's a soul fragment. It gets deeper than just a soul wound because a wound can be so heavy, so thick and so heavy on you until it breaks off as a coping mechanism so that 
uh, the soul can feel like it has some type of relief, but really the enemy will use that broken piece of your soul to put it in prison, to, to, uh, uh, to, to, to torture it, to, 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 to control it. And, that, and, and then when certain things pop up or triggers that, that, that memory or triggers something in you, that part of your, your soul that's been fragmented or broken will then jump in front, thinking that it's protecting you, thinking that it's keep, well, you, no one's going to hurt you again. No, you can't trust anyone. And so now that piece of the soul is now jumping in and it's taking over the core soul. And then that causes more double mindedness. Right. And so, again, I'm not getting deeper to that, but I'm giving introduction to help you to understand how this all operates. So if so, if they can't get the entire soul in prison, hear me clearly. So the enemy cannot get the entire soul in prison. They will try to get parts or pieces of the soul in prison. They will aim to manipulate, control, and confuse that area of your soul to make it think that, well, you're protecting them. Well, do this whenever, whenever, whenever uh, 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 something good is going for them. Uh, 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 you should sabotage it because that's that's it's, it's, it, it. They don't really need that. It's 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 only going to cause more pain down the road. You you don't really want them to be happy. They don't want it they, you know because it, it's only going to last for a certain period of time. So then now you're living in fear of being happy, but now that fragment, that broken piece of the soul, is now controlling the core personality, the core soul, and it's manipulating it, and it's jumping in the way. When you say, okay, every time I, I see my gate so close, it seems like something comes and snatched, or it seems like I'm sabotaged, or it seems like I do something wrong, or I say something, whatever the case would be. That's part of the soul that's been broken off, that's been fragmented, that's now, that the enemy is manipulating, that's now beginning to take over or control the core part of your soul, which again, double-minded, double soul, right? And so the enemy, will, again, will aim to manipulate, control, and confuse that area of one soul. And that area of the soul will then begin to act out and do things to rebel against the core soul itself. The core soul itself. So uh, let's see, for example, let's say. Uh, let's say you have, uh, uh, let's say, an apple. An apple. And uh, you can you can you can. And, and let's say that the, the, the apple represents. Uh, the core, your soul. Let's say this apple represents your soul. Uh, and and let's say you, uh, you know, there's some dents in the apple. There's there's a couple, you put a couple holes in the apple. Uh, uh, there's some, maybe some of the juice comes out, et cetera. Uh, that kind of represents soul wound. That, that Think about that as a soul wound. Uh, and and, and it, the deeper you push that knife into it, uh, it can get to the core of that apple, right? And so now that's a deeply rooted soul. It's not just a surface wound. Cause, you know, you may have got an apple and you've seen, you know, some marks on or whatever. Uh, uh, but the deeper you you push into it, now you're getting to the core or that that core seed, the, 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 the apple core. Right. So now let's say we have the apple core and we start cutting pieces off. Now, now, now we're not poking. Now we're cutting pieces of the apple. Now, let's say the pieces of the apple you cut, let that represent the uh, let, let, let that represent. Uh, the fragments or the pieces of the soul that's been broken off. Now, let's say those pieces that we cut off of those apple, that represents the pieces that the enemy has put in prison, the piece that the enemy is now trying to control, the piece the enemy is manipulating, the piece that was broken off because the, tra the trauma or the pain was so bad, it was so traumatic until it broke off as a coping mechanism so that to try to, you know, the cope, so to speak. And um, in some, you've been in a situation where, you know, have high anxieties, 
such situations so that then all of a sudden you, you you're coping through different mechanisms you know uh uh there, there's some and, and there's some there's some parts of uh fragmented personalities or fragment soul where it's, it's their, their their jobs are uh to say okay well well i'm i'm the one who show up you know if, if they can be married i'm the one who showed up when when they're being intimate with their spouse because they were molested or raped and they really hadn't got healed from that but i'm the one who helped them have sex so i'm the one uh who helps them they have high anxiety so when they have to go into that job and, and all that fear and that trauma and that turmoil and they, and they have high anxiety when they get around people whatever case be now i'm the one who helps them hold a job i'm the one who helps them do this i'm so so they have all different functions but and they're thinking that they're helping they're thinking that they're and they're being manipulated by the enemy essentially to overtake the core soul that's why again the soul has to be healed but then you have to also deal with those fragments. Some it gets deep when you deal with actual soul fragments, uh, and then the enemy try to use those pieces of the soul to imprison an individual, right? And so, uh, so I just give you an example of an apple. But the core of the apple is still there. But then now we've cut off so many pieces of it, and that's so you have all those fragmented pieces of the soul that the enemy now is trying to control and manipulate, and then now is impacting the core of you. The core soul, and you don't understand why you're feeling the way you feel. Some of you feel overly emotional, and you don't even know why you're feeling overly emotional. You, you're constantly feeling sad. Don't know why you're feeling sad for no reason. Uh, the heaviness, depression, they may try to push on you through how they begin to manipulate areas of your soul. All right? And so, and so for example, uh, 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 split personality. You, you've heard of multiple personality disorder, split personality. That's an advanced level of soul imprisonment. However, most often the enemy tries to go undetected by imprisoning the soul or parts of the soul that many go can go without even realizing it because they have been convinced to just live with it or accept it. Or oh, this is just the way it is. Some of you say this is just the way it is. I, I just figured this is how life's going to be. This is how it is for me. This is what I got to deal with. I just got to manage these emotions. I just have to manage these feelings. That's a lie from the pits of hell. Witches, warlords, and sorcerers love to use evil altars to work on imprisoning the souls of children of God. They, they love to use this to work on imprisoning the souls of children of God. And so the good news is we have power over this. So we have to expose it and then come up against it. Because this is how so many children of God and body of Christ is still living in bondage because the enemy is using soul wounds, soul fragments, imprisoning the soul and manipulating those pieces of your soul and 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 you don't even understand why you act the way you act sometimes why why you respond the way you respond sometimes sometimes it feels like self sabotage in some situations and it's different for different people how how it depends how deep deeply wounded those layers go but the key matter is is a wounded soul in general can give the enemy legal access to attack to steal etc so we want those wounds to be healed right and so and so now we're going to get into three realms of witches Three realms of witches. And so this we're getting into how to get to imprisoning someone's soul. All right. And, and and why we have to destroy those evil altars. And so the first realm, in a sense, is it's all about sexual perversion. All about sexual perversion. They, they, they walk naked and have sex in the streets in the realm of the spirit. So, again, it's a whole spiritual. You have to understand the spirit realm is more real than the natural. Repeat after me. The spirit realm is more real than the natural. Say it again. The spirit realm is more real than the natural. So, you know, witches, walks and sources, they can go to the uh, uh, satanic kingdom under the sea uh, uh, in the forest. 
uh, by the air. So there, there's there's the spirit realm, right? Um, and so in the spirit realm, what they do, it's, it's all about this first level. This first realm is all about sexual perversion. Like, like I said, they walk around naked, having sex in the streets and around the spirit. It's sexual perversion. And, and we can look all throughout scripture in the Old Testament where they, they would have those orgies, those sexual orgies as as a ritual unto demons, a satanic ritual to gain power, to 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 appease the false God, so to speak. So this is nothing new under the sun here. And so they use spiritual eyes that are given to them to allow them to see things that are invisible. So then Satan gives them these eyes, help them see certain things. So this is how they can give an accurate word. This is where you get false prophets from or, or mediums or, 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 or psychics, et cetera, who, who can give some accurate information because they're getting information from demons. Remember, familiar spirits study from the moment, not when you were born, from the moment you conceive, the enemy, Satan, assigned a familiar spirit to try to monitor you. Just because everything God creates, Satan tried to duplicate. Because the moment you were conceived, God assigned an angel to guard over you, to watch over you. He has every 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 child of God has an angel. Every child of God has an angel. Every child of God has an angel that's been assigned to them. And I remember I prayed a long time ago, Lord, I want to see my angel, who my angel is, etc. Uh, uh, and 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 all enough. And my angel is a female. Her name is D. Uh, I remember having a couple of encounters and knowing that, and she had like these different different color hair. And I just know my angel name is D. And so every last one of us have an angel. That's like your guardian angel, right? Now, that's not the heavenly host. Remember, we also have an army assigned to us over our home, wherever you live. There's an entire heavenly host. That's the fight. That's the ones who fight, who, who defend, who go to war on our behalf, that we have to send them. So every child of God has an army over their home, wherever you live, of, of heavenly hosts that are waiting for you to send them to go to war, waiting for you to send them to fight on your behalf. And so, but then you also have that guarding angel who kind of, they, they're the one who report to God about you. They, they report what's going on in your life. And of course, God is all knowing, all seeing, but he has order. They still have functioning roles. And so, so it's your guardian angel who can go to God at any given time about you, concerning you. At any given time concerning you. All right. And so now when we when we transition, we die in Christ, then your angel gets to retire, so to speak, and and and, and goes uh, uh back to, to live in heaven. So they, you're their assignment. And once once you leave this earth, go back, go to be with Christ, go to be with God the Father, then they retire and go with you. Right. Uh, and so but while on earth, they have a responsibility to help us, you know, uh, 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 and scripture even says how he give his angels charge over us that we won't dash our feet against the stone. So so understand the spirit realm is more real than the natural. Now, your guardian angel won't overstep their bounds spiritually. Uh, uh, if Amy has a legal right, then Amy knows they have a legal right. So that's why that becomes a legal matter in the courts of heaven. Right. So I've taught on that courts of heaven. So. Uh, that's an entire different series, but it becomes a legal matter. But your angel will help you. They've helped you out of a lot of things that you don't even know they helped you out of or helped you in. All right. And so, again, going back to this, this first realm of witches where uh, uh, they're giving you spiritual eyes by Satan, etc., so they can see things that are invisible. That's how they can give an accurate word, really to try to suck someone in, uh, to really to put curses on them. So that's different a uh, 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 a psychic and a prophet. A prophet is an oracle of God, someone who's hearing from God, who's giving downloads from God. Now, there's some witches, walking sources who were posed as prophets to try to deceive the people of God to then pull them in into uh, witchcraft or to put witchcraft on them. That's why we have to pray for discernment. 
right? And so it's one way, uh, uh, I guess, they try to deceive the church by giving accurate words so they can then slip in false words in curses. So they'll give you a few accurate words and then start slipping some false words because they gain your trust. They're not slipping some false words and curses to then reel you in. That's part of deception. So that's that first realm. This, it's all about sexual perversion. All about sexual perversion. Of course, they want to try to create this in the church amongst leadership, etc. Uh, they want sexual perversion uh, uh, amongst children of God. Uh, this is how they keep these things going, right? And so that's why, again, that sin wounds your soul. You got to send that blood of Jesus into your soul daily to heal your soul from the, from the wound that was caused by sin, whatever that sin is, right? And so the second round, the second round, uh, there are uh, a, a lot of restaurants that they that, that witches, warlocks, and sorcerers uh, will travel to in the spirit. We, we talk about, you know, some higher ranking witches, warlocks, and sorcerers, not someone who's just experimenting uh, 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 with, with potions and, you know, some wizard or whoever's who's Trevor trying to experiment with stuff. Uh, uh, I'm talking about some actual legitimate bona fide witches, warlocks, and sorcerers who this is what they do. They, they, are, they are all in. Uh, and, and you know, and there's some witch doctors who operate in this, in this, in this, this met this matter. Uh, but then on top of these witch walking soldiers who they're traveling to get, they're trying to get more power from Satan. So again, there's a lot of restaurants in the realm of the spirit that they travel to where they eat, and what they eat changes them. Watch this now, because I've taught many times about dreams, eating in the dreams. How the enemy will try to feed you in the dreams, uh, because because uh, an an evil altar. It's also a dining table for demons. I'll get into that later in the series. But an evil altar is also a dining table for demons. This is where they come and eat. They'll, they'll, they'll drink the blood uh, uh, from human sacrifice, from animal sacrifice. That's how demons gain power, right? Uh, uh, and, of course, in dwelling within people. But they'll, they'll come. So the evil altar now becomes they have the, the witch world. The source has to prepare it, uh, prepare certain sacrifices. And then the demons or the false, the demons or the false gods, etc. They come and they dine at these evil altars. They eat their they eat blood. They eat uh, 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 pieces of human, all these different things at these evil altars. So you have to understand this is why we show no mercy to the enemy because of their wickedness. And so these witches, wolves and sorcerers, when they go to these restaurants in the realm of the spirit, what they eat changes them. That's why when they try to feed you in their dreams, they're trying to feed you in their dreams to try to change certain things about you. To try to try to put certain curses on you. To try to put certain diseases, sickness on you. To try to try to alter certain things in your life. To try to control parts of your soul. But when they go to these restaurants in the realm of the spirit, what they eat changes them. It changes them. They lose all sympathy towards human life. They lose all sympathy towards human life. They then see humans as potential blood sacrifices, as potential blood sacrifices. I remember there's a, a former warlock uh, 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 whose wife had initiated him. And before he got involved because of fear, he got he was fearful when he saw what was going on. He saw her and it, it's, it's graphic, but he saw her take the eyes of a baby, a, a little baby girl and cut off the limbs as a sacrifice. He saw this. And so and so. So why am I so ruthless? And train others to be so ruthless in the spiritual warfare against the enemies because the enemy is ruthless. And you can't give an inch. You can't give an inch to wicked enemies who are literally trying to kill you, who are literally trying to destroy you, who are literally trying to destroy your destiny. Who's trying to destroy everything about you, who's trying to stop you from carrying out the will of God. And so this is in the second round where, where they eat. They go to these restaurants and what they eat, it changes them. They, they, it, it literally, it makes them more evil. They, they lose all sympathy towards human life. And like I said, they then begin to see humans as potential 
blood sacrifices. Because remember, the evil altars are never satisfied. The demons from those evil altars are never satisfied. They always want more blood. They always want more sacrifices. And, and we can destroy that by sending the five God, the blood of Jesus, to destroy every evil altar that's been raised up against you, trying to stop you. And now we get into the third realm. And this is where we get into the imprisonment of the soul. What happens in this third realm of witchcraft? What they do, they always bring one of three items. So these witches, walks, and sorcery, we're talking about high ranking. They always bring one of three items. Usually, which is a piece of hair, uh, clothes, a piece of uh, article of clothing, uh, a, a fingernail or, 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 or of someone on earth. So something from this person, a piece of hair, clothes. And, and you heard it when you talk about, you know, voodoo dolls and, and, and witchcraft. You can give me a piece of their hair. Give me a piece of this or whatnot, because uh, they, they want some physical point of contact to do their little incantations to try to cause evil in the person's life. And so, again, so this third round, again, they'll use pieces of your hair, your clothes, your nails. And they call it utensils. That's how crazy it is. They call it utensils. And in this realm, humans are bound. Their soul is bound. This is what this is when they bound souls. Witches and warlocks and sorcerers, they bound these souls. But while they're binding the soul, an individual soul, this person is still alive on earth. This person is still alive. And so they bring those, quote unquote, what they call utensils. Again, that's that's a uh, uh, piece of hair, article of clothing, fingernails, uh, something from a person's physical contact. So they bring and they remember, they call these utensils. And so uh, and so they bring these they they, they 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 bring these utensils to this realm of the of, 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 of the human that they want to control on Earth. All right. And some say, well, well, again, how did it how did they get access to this stuff easily? Uh Number one, let, let's say, for example, even how, how do you how do because uh, I don't get too far off into something else. But if, if you ever had sex in your dreams, right, you had sex in your dreams. That's of course, that's the enemy. That's that's the enemy having sex with you in your dreams, whether it's spirit husband or spirit wife. We'll get into that. Uh, uh, it could be a witch or warlock, but they, they'll use. And let's say that there was a, a, a secretion, uh, whether you're male, there was secretion, female secretion. They'll use those fluids to then take to the realm of the spirit. They'll use the piece of hair that they got and take to the realm of the spirit. They'll use something from you uh, you, and they'll take it to the realm of the spirit. That's how if they get body fluids, they get whatever. Then that's how, how they can have children by humans in the realm of the spirit. Spiritual babies, demonic spiritual babies, of course, that are destroyed uh, uh, through warfare. You send a fire and et cetera. But I'm just showing you how this operates. How this, this goes on every day. And so. There's different ways they can access these 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 things because they already have legal access. There's certain things they may already be able to get. Some of you you going to sleep before and 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 they, you've been forced down and you felt it and and and, and you, some of you woke up with marks and et cetera. They marked you uh, for certain things. All this this how to get certain access to get certain things from you through legal rights that they feel that they have. Uh, but of course we have power all over this. We we can come up against all this. But I'm showing it to you to show you how they've been prison, how they put souls in demonic prison. So again. So, so again, so they bring those utensils to this realm uh, uh, the, the, these from the human that they want to control on earth. And then they do incantations. That's pretty much uh, uh, demonic prayers. Uh, uh, then the spirit of that person will appear. And they call it an astral double. An astral double. They call it astral projection. 
when 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 it, what is astral projection? Astral projection is when uh, a witch or warlock will will leave their body, their, their soul will leave the body, and they will go to do their evil. That's how they can fly from one country to another faster than any jet than any plane. And so they'll they'll and it's and it's a civil cord that's attached to them. Because now the demons are sitting in their body to keep them alive, so to speak. So the demons are keeping them in their body and, and, and they're attached to a civil cord as they go doing evil at night while most men sleep. That's how the scriptures talk about how while most men sleep, then he comes to sow seeds while most men sleep. Uh, so that by the time you wake up, they're trying to program your life through the evil deposits they try to sow overnight. That's why I always say when you wake up, you send a brother Jesus to uproot any seeds. That the enemy sold overnight in your life, your family's life, etc. So you always send the blood to uproot any seeds, any deposits, any evil deposits that were left overnight. And so again, so when they astral project, that's when they go out of their bodies. They they soul travel. That's why that's why one thing you can always do is say, I cut the civil cord of every witch, every warlock, every sorcerer, and you cut their civil cord. If they don't get back to the body in time, they'll die. If they don't get back to the body in time when that civil cord is cut, they'll die. And it's happened many times. Uh, but so that's astral projection. They're literally projecting out of their body to go and do evil. They're projecting out of their body to monitor. Uh, that's why when we do deliverance, there's times when uh, we, we're doing deliverance on individual, take them to deliverance, and uh, a witch or warlock will manifest to them. Uh, 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 it could be a, a, a father, a grandfather, uh, uh, someone who's uh, still alive, who's, who's still operating at witchcraft, who will manifest to them trying to control the deliverance process or, or they'll show up uh because they're upset with what's going on and so uh, again the spirit realm is far more real than the natural we deal with this all the time and so what i'm showing you is that that's how what they do they leave their body they, they, they actually project uh and so one way you cut that civil cord if they don't get back to their body in time they'll die all right and so that's actual projection but they but but the astral double the astral double is it's the soul of the individual that they manipulated, that they've controlled, that they put in prison, that looks exactly like the person on earth. This astral double will look exactly like the person on earth. It's a double. Like you, you've seen uh in movies, they call it a body double or a double, you know, pretty much a stunt person who they're gonna they're gonna play the role of that person as though they were that person, but they're just a stunt double. Uh so this is an astral double. An astral double. So it's the soul of the individual again that looks exactly like the person on earth. And so whatever the witch or warlock does to the astral double, that will happen to the human on earth if there's access to them. Similar to uh, you know, when, when people talk about the voodoo dolls and they put poking stuff in and doing stuff and, and they're pain and certain things come to this is higher level. All right. And so uh so they, they call this astral double. And so whatever the witch of warlock does to the astral double, that will happen to the human on earth if they have that type of access to them. And then they can imprison that person, they can have sex with that person, they can even marry that person in the realm of the spirit. Again, we know there can be demonic spiritual marriages through incubus, which is a spirit husband, and succubus, which is known as a spirit wife. There's all those are all demons. Uh and and and, and also witches and warlocks. Uh, uh, can can pose as 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 these spirits, or to, to serve as a spirit husband or spirit wife, uh, when they use the astral double. So it's a double. They, they, it's almost like they they made a copy of this person's soul because they've imprisoned it, and then now they're making a copy of it, so to speak. So witches and warlocks, the socials will even hide their identity. This is how deep it gets. They they, they 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 will they will hide their identity by using an astral double on Earth. 
they will dress it in clothes to deceive people. You hear about, uh, you know, you, you hear about the Walking Dead and, and, and zombies, et cetera. Uh, that, that's an actual real thing. We, we joke about these type of things, but, but that these are these things happening around the spirit. And so it's that's literally like an astral double. They control it. They, they manipulate. They program it. It's almost like a robot, but in, they can create an astral double that looks just like the person uh, uh, to continue to enforce. And they, and they enforce it through these evil altars. Enforce through these evil altars. And again, we have power over this. Again, that's that's why you pray and you war until you see results. You come up against the works of the enemy. You come up against what they're trying to do in your life. Right. And so then we get into two types of witchcraft. Um, uh, all right. And so some people. So we understand the, the, the whole astral double piece. And this is when they this is whenever they when they have legally somehow imprisoned someone's soul. It's that deep when they when they're now in prison, it's in their prison. Then we get into con there's two types of witchcraft. I just told you three different realms, but there's two types of main witchcraft. Uh, uh, and, 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 and some people, again, uh, 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 get uh, into witchcraft by choice through inheritance. And we deal with this a lot when we walk people to living. There's a lot of people who come who were initiated by some, by some family member. A lot of them who already initiated into witchcraft. Uh, so, but there's some who get who get into it by choice, uh, through inheritance, and others unknowingly through what we call unconscious witchcraft. So, witches and warlocks will use evil altars to try to initiate individuals into witchcraft unknowingly through what they plant into their dreams if it isn't uprooted. That's why, again, you uproot those seeds they try to sow in your life. Absolutely. Someone said, can you get these evil spirits through video games? Uh, absolutely. That's why certain they, they put certain things in video games. There was something a while ago uh, called Slender Man or something like that. I don't know what it was, but uh, that was a big, big thing. It was a, a lot of issues uh, with that. Um, I mean, think about that game that they used to play. Um, uh, we never get into Ouija boards. Any demons interact, can interact that way. Uh, when I can get into uh, that, that thing that they were doing, so many kids were doing where they would spin the pencil and they would talk with some some Hispanic uh, uh, demon or whatnot, what they called him. I don't remember what the name Freddy. I don't remember what the name was and how, how many kids were, were, were getting harmed and hurt and turned on one another because they were playing with this. It was a fact. The spirit realm is real. This stuff made national news. Uh, uh, yeah, you get into Pokemon, all that stuff. Yeah, that, that's how the enemy gets easy access to children through things that they watch. All, all that type of stuff. That, that, that and, and of course, the enemy has to present it to make it look harmless. Oh, you're too deep. Okay, but this, this, the enemy don't want you to know these things. So the more you know, the more that you, the more that you can now use against the enemy, right? And so the two types of witchcraft, conscious witchcraft, again, that's that's when the individual willingly and knowingly knows what they're doing. They they know they're working for Satan. They they know they're a witch. They know they wall wall out. They know this is what this is what they do. They're coming against the children of God. And there's no such thing as a good witch. They'll try to make it, oh, we're just loving and we just bring peace into the world. And no, there's no such thing as a good witch. There's no such thing. That's the deception of the enemy. I still remember some years ago, uh, some witch came on. They was talking, they was going to uh, put a curse on, I think, the New England Patriots, whether they won, won the Super Bowl that year. Or maybe they were trying to say that they were. I don't remember what it was. Uh, but then, I mean, they, I, I've talked, taught on this. I talked about this. Uh, it's public stuff, you know. Uh, uh, public hexes, you know, when when uh, the judge, the Supreme Court, the recent Supreme Court justice nominee, uh, uh, Brett Kavanaugh, you know, they they 
when, when he got nominated, then they said they were going to go and, 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 and hex him. And they, and they put it, they had this public thing that they, they were going to do and, and they already put out the notice of what they were going to say and all that stuff like that. And they said that they're claiming that they're helping, you know, because he shouldn't be a, a Supreme Court justice, et cetera. It's all part of the deception. But they, but they, but then they were slick with it because they're saying, well, a lot of people are against him being a Supreme Court justice. So let's just go and say this is what we're going to do. And yes, because a lot of people like him, a lot of people feel he should be punished, et cetera. So we're going to do this. And they openly talked about it. It was no secret. It's public. It made national news. It was no secret. They're not trying to hide those type of things. They want because they, they wanted to synthesize the world to their works. Right. All right. So the second type of witchcraft is unconscious witchcraft. This is what we call a blind witch or a blind warlock. This is someone who was initiated in some way unknowingly. Unknowingly and witches use this individual at night to do some of their work and to torment them. That's why I talked about that astral double. And so they often do this by entering the dreams of the individual. The individual can sometimes find themselves traveling to unknown places uh, in their dreams often and waking up extremely exhausted, no matter how much sleep they get or with constant pain. Uh, uh, and the witch or sorcerer uh, use the individual in unconscious witchcraft, uh, or this again, this blind witch, they will use their body as a vehicle. They'll go to their witch's meeting and they can ride on the person who's been in, who, who, because their body has been enslaved, their, their soul has been in prison and they'll chase them in their dreams. They, they, these witches will like, can whistle, they can simply whistle while the individual is sleeping. And all the unconscious or all the blind witches will come and join them. That's why constantly waking up in back pain, spine pain, is because uh, uh, those witches or warlocks rode on their backs during the night and used them as a vehicle. They can turn, turn that person's soul into an animal at night. So this, this, again, you have to understand the power of the realm of the spirit, right? That's why uh, they can shapeshift. Witches and warlocks can turn into animals, can turn into alligators, they can turn into wolves, they can turn into dogs. We've had people who know that they're, uh, 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 they're uh, what you call it. Um, we, we've had people who had possessed dogs, possessed cats. They didn't know something wrong with this dog, something wrong with this cat. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and so they can enter into, demons can enter into these animals, et cetera. And they can also shapeshift. And that's what we call it, shapeshifting. Uh, what was that called, that movie, Moana or Moana or something like that? Uh, I remember uh, we saw a preview of it. Uh, so when our son's not going to watch that, because there was literally this guy jumping off top of, oh, I'm shape-shifting, and he turned into some animal or whatnot. Uh, uh, so they make these things very, very, they make it, they try to synthesize you to it, because so shape-shifting is a real thing. This is, this is not something made up. Witches and warlocks, they, they can turn into alligators. They can turn into the, the, the all type of things. And, and again, I don't have time to get into all of that, but I'm, I'm just, I'm just giving you, this is introduction. All right. And so. Again, so we, that's what we talk about that blind witchcraft, uh, unconscious witch, right? When you're a witch and you don't know you're a witch, you, you're being used and you don't know you're being used. And so we, we've dealt with, we've walked many to deliverance who are blind witches uh, uh, who did not know. Okay, and there's certain things we can kind of determine to know that. Uh, this is, I'm just giving you a few things, but it's, it gets deeper than that. Okay, and so again, in unconscious witchcraft, a conscious wizard, witch or sorcerer, can use that person's image to attack people. They, they will use the image of that memory. Remember, say that astral double, that astral double, that part of the soul that they have imprisoned. They will use that astral double to then attack other people in their dreams. 
and you may know nothing about it. If you're that blind witch, or they being they you they imprison your soul. But the person who who it was done to will recognize that face. But it wouldn't even that person. It was that witch wall of souls so using that person's face, that astral double, to then attack the person. They're using that person and blind witchcraft and unconscious witchcraft. So if you dreamed about a person that you don't know, sometimes it's a blind witch being used by a conscious witch being used to torment you in your dreams. That astral double. So dreams are very important to watch. Again, this is a soul that is imprisoned by the enemy. The enemy has put them in a prison. And as I said earlier, witches will try to put a, a fragment of themselves, a witch will try to put a piece of their soul into a person to gain more access to them. And we've dealt with these situations as well in deliverance where someone's coming and then uh, 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 oh, that witch will manifest in them and say, yes, I'm controlling them. Yes, I put a piece of myself in them. Uh, uh, and this is how I gain access to them. This is what I did to them. Uh, uh, remember, we had a situation where someone uh, had communion at this person's house who was a witch. What do you think was in that communion? What do you think was in it? They, they, this, they, they're not afraid. Uh, contrary to proper belief, this is deliverance 101, false beliefs. You, you've been taught that demons will never say Jesus, that they, they, they're not afraid to say the name of Jesus. That's not true. There, there, there's, there, 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 there's demons that, that are called false Jesus. They, they'll say Jesus. They something Jesus, 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 Jesus. Because remember, even the name of Jesus, Jesus Christ wasn't only Jesus, Jesus in Scripture. When you get into the Hebrew and Greek, he went, and I told him before that he wasn't the only Jesus. That name wasn't an uncommon name, right? Now, now he was the only Messiah. He was the only Christ, the only anointed one. But we were the other anointed ones that came after him. That's why I would say that whatever your name is, you could put Christ on the end of it. Melissa Rosopoulos Christ, Delita Knight wearing Christ, Kimberly G. Christ, DeCoy Green Christ. I've taught on this with our Warrior Circle, our, our mentors group. I went into deep details about that. Uh, so some things that I, I can't get into deep on as much on Bible study every week, but our Warrior Circle, our mentors group, they know these things. And so, and so, and, and, and with that being said, so, and then we know that his true name is Yeshua Hamashiach, right? Not actually Jesus Christ. That was an English word that came about. It's really Yeshua Hamashiach. So demons aren't afraid to use the name Jesus. That's that's you've been taught that. I was taught that when I was younger. Just they they will use the name of Jesus. But and we see in the scripture. It really is in scripture. Remember when the seven sons of Sceva, they they wanted to cast out these, these demons. They were they were quote, quote unquote Jewish exorcists, right? Uh, uh, just like there's no such thing as a Jewish exorcist, there's no such thing as a Catholic exorcist. Please understand. Uh, but again, that's a whole nother thing for a whole nother day. And so, uh, and so, and so, what happens is, uh, uh, going back to 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 these, uh, uh, what was I talking about casting out uh, the demons? I was saying about the, uh, I lost my trail of thought on that one. I was talking about the, um, the. Uh, Casting out the demons. Uh, yeah, the seven sons of Sceva. Seven, seven sons of Sceva. And so they was like, all right, we Jews exorcists. Well, we see what Peter and them doing. All right. All right. We see what Paul and them did. But in the, name, in, the name of the, in the name of the Jesus that they're preaching, you demon come out. Okay. Demons, okay. All right. Now, uh, I know Paul and I know Peter and all them, but uh, uh, who are you exactly? And it says that they left out naked and wounded those demons rolled them and, and beat them down 
because they tried to walk in something. They tried to use the name of Jesus without having the power of him, without having even accepted him. Demons, demons aren't afraid of uh, just anyone saying the name of Jesus, but they're afraid of the power. They are afraid of Jesus Christ. They, they are afraid. Please understand that. And so you use the name of Jesus, yes, but they're, they're always going to challenge your authority. And what authority do you have to, name, to, to, to use this name? And what authority do you have to name to use the name of Jesus Christ? What authority do you have? That's why they're always going to challenge your authority. They're going to test your gangster. Are you who you really, are you who you say you are? Let me examine you. And so they will always test your authority. And so, yes, every knee must bow, every must tongue must confess that at the name of Jesus Christ, no doubt about it. But I'm showing that they're not necessarily afraid to use the name of Jesus if they know that they have a legal right to access. Right. And so just put it, putting that in perspective, but they are afraid of the power that comes with the name of Jesus. Put that in perspective. And so, again, which and warlocks will try to put a fragment of themselves in a person to gain more access. They put a piece of themselves in a person through sex, through food and their dreams. Etc. to try to create soul ties or a point of contact so they can then control it. So they can then control it. That's all it is. It's all about control. I mean, with that's witchcraft manipulation. They need to try to get a piece of themselves in you to control it. And they all, all they're doing is controlling that piece of them that they put in that person. And then is actually try to get that soul of that person to be in prison. And so they do this so they're able to come back and control part of themselves that they put in an individual. And so when soldiers have parties, they sing and they play instruments. They use unconscious sorcerers. Again, that's a blind witch, a blind warlock. Uh, they use their stomach as a drum. They use their head as a ball. They use their leg as a guitar. And that's why some people wake up with excruciating headaches, pain, and major wounds. Now, just because you wake up with a headache, don't mean you're a blind witch. I'm just saying that this when they do this, this is the signs and symptoms that happen. So in these dreams, if the person's eating food, they're cooking food, they're serving food, drinking blood, being fed in the dreams. That, that chicken you thought you was eating in your dream, that wasn't no chicken. Please understand it. That piece of bread you thought you were eating in your dream, wasn't no bread. So it's what witches uses to have to make it look like something. Uh, and, and that's what they use to try to contaminate the individual. So this, is a lot, this allows witches to make the individual like a slave to do their work, to do their bidding. And they gain this access to the blind witch or the blind warlock through some type of initiation from the individual's bloodline, typically, or through, through, through being in association with witches, being, being associated with witches. We've had people who came where they've been so, uh, they had soul tied with witches, and they, they just don't know why they couldn't shake it. And they knew, they knew this is witches and warlock, but they, 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 they were, their soul was tied to this person that they literally try to make excuses for. Right? And so a wizard or witch, warlock, etc., cannot destroy a committed child of God. They must find a way to cause the, the child of God to sin. They have to try to cause it to sin. And so if a child of God sins and doesn't repent, a witch, warlock, sorcerer, can, uh, will get that person to sin again. And they try to get to keep sinning. And then that hedge around that child of God will eventually become begin to crack. That's why one thing you pray, you wall, you say, okay, Lord, be a hedge of protection or, or repair the breaches in my life. 
because if that hedge begins to weaken or begins to crack, then that witch or wizard will have access to even kill a person. That's you get spirit of premature death. There is a such thing as a spirit of premature death, someone dying before their time. So just, just putting these, these in perspective, and there's so many different access points. Like they say, your dad was a Freemason, Freemasonry. And yes, it's covered in, 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 in they use scripture. They use the Bible. When, when did you know say not to use scripture? He used it when he tempted Jesus. So that's why they, they in Freemasonry, they'll, they'll put it as, yes, it's a Christian thing. It's for children of God. And there's many people in it who ignorant don't know what goes on it because they don't get to those high levels like that. But, but guess who sits on the seat at the, at the highest level of Freemasonry? Guess who sits on the seat? Satan himself. The highest level of masonry. Satan sits on the throne. So he doesn't mind using scripture. <laughs> that ain't nothing new. He did it with Jesus, right? So I'm showing you the, 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 the deception of the enemy to try to keep people in bondage. And you don't know what you don't know. So again, yes, he sits on the seat at the highest level of Freemasonry. And there's people who are defending and argue, well, well, I'm not this. Okay, well, yeah, you. there's people in Freemason who really do love the Lord. They just don't know of the deception. They don't know what they've signed up for. They don't know what they came in covenant with. That's part of the deception. I've taught you before how, how the enemy will be so crafty. They'll try to get some people to, to work a job or to get a certain job. That's why you're praying for your assignment because the enemy will try to get you to get a certain job that is ran by a warlock. That, that is ran by a sorcerer. That's the CEO of the company's warlock. And they get you to sign a contract to work for this place to curse your money. So, so, so there's so many different layers. But the good thing about it is, again, this is why your prayer life is important. This is why you can't afford not to pray. This is why you can't afford not to war. Pray in war until you see the result. Because we have been given the power and authority to trample over serpents and scorpions. We've been given the power and authority to come up against all these works of darkness. But we can't just sit back blindly and idly and pretend and act like this stuff don't go on. To try to pretend and act like witches, walking sources aren't real, that they aren't sit, sitting out there trying to kill you, regardless of what folks trying to make you think, trying to make you think, trying to make you think you're crazy. When you talk about all these witches, warlocks, if you give Satan attention, you just bring more, more attention to yourself. Well, that's coming from the person who's in a demonic cage. They just don't, you know what I'm saying? So, so you, you can't listen to the lies of the enemy. Satan doesn't mind. Say, yes, yeah, Satan's not going to attack certain people whose status quo like that because he said, I'm already, I already got them cornered. They're never going to reach their fullest potential in God. Yes, they'll do some good things, but they're not causing no damage to my kingdom. They're not bringing God's kingdom on earth. They might just be simply doing church, going to church, getting their perfect attendance check marks just so they can get back to heaven. But they're not bringing heaven on earth. And the enemy knows that. But you as a child of God, who is confronting the works of the enemy, who's exposing the works of the enemy, who's coming up against the works of the enemy, you are a greater threat because you are establishing God's kingdom. You are the one who's going to bring heaven on earth. That's the difference. And so we have power. We have authority. Apostle Paul said, I don't want you to be ignorant of Satan's devices, Satan's schemes. So this is being taught so you're not ignorant to it. You can't say you don't know anymore. You can't say, I don't know. I didn't know this. You know now. And so now you apply your weapons that God has given you. You, you, you apply your weapons. You use, you send the heavenly host to fire you ever have. You send the fire of God to destroy the works of the enemy. You send the blood of Jesus to uproot demonic seeds. You use the east winds, the, I mean, the four winds of heaven. Things I've taught on. 
You use the sword of the Lord. You use your weapons through spiritual warfare. I mean, through uh, uh, praise and worship. Clapping of your hands, drawing the sword of the Lord. Things that I'm, I teach you doing, uh, even doing uh, the warrior's prayer closet every morning. And so just putting this in perspective, we have power over, repeat that to me, I have power over all the works of the enemy. Say it again. I have power over all the works of the enemy. Now, and it's, it's one thing to identify the, prob- the power, but now we have to walk in the power, demonstrate the power. And truly, this is introductory stuff. This, this, is, this, this is stuff that I teach in, 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 in deliverance, basic spiritual warfare one-on-one. Right? So, so you come out the gates with this and understanding this. You know, in, in our mentorship group, the, these are the things that, that, that you, you need to know, you need to understand if you're going to talk about engaging in spiritual warfare. That's why we, I'm teaching, God had me teaching on these evil altars. Because it's caused 95% of the problems in the body of Christ. Because every witch, warlock, or sorcerer will try to erect an evil altar to keep things going. And there's some evil altars that's still, that's still been functioning, that's been alive, that's been active from, from centuries, from your ancestors way, 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 way back when. That must be destroyed. And you are that generational curse breaker. You are the interruption in your bloodline. You are the one who's going to destroy those evil altars, who's going to break those generational curses. Because where does the generational curse come from? We talk about generational curse. This, this is still kind of basic one-on-one that we learned before we even knew anything about this in the church. We, we always talk about generational curses. We got to break that curse. And guess what? You can break the generational curse. You can come and get your generational curse. But if you don't destroy the altar, that altar is still alive. It'll be patient. Satan is very patient. So I'm gonna be quiet. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna let this altar be quiet. I'm gonna wait till another generation generation raise up. I'm gonna wait till another generation comes, so they can think they got me. But they didn't destroy this altar. So now I'm gonna pop up. Now I'm gonna pop up, and I'm gonna attack the next generation. We see it in scripture. We see it in scripture because what happened when uh, 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 Joshua and his in his generation died. Uh, scripture says that there was a generation that arose that did not know the Lord, that did not know the works of the Lord. Now, now Moses in his generation, Joshua in his generation, all those after that, but there came a generation that rose up that did not know the acts of God. And they began to rebel. They began to worship idols, et cetera, et cetera. Satan is patient. Why do you think all throughout the scripture, God always talks about destroying these evil altars, destroy the altars, destroy their poles, leave nothing behind. Don't take nothing, don't, don't take any of their, their idols. Get rid of it. Destroy their evil altars. Because he knows that those altars still speak. Just like your godly altars speak, right? When we raise godly altars, it still speaks. Once you put those things on the altar, you're praying on your godly altar. You, 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 you're praying about things you put on there. Even when you're gone, it speaks. Remember I said, because the godly altar is alive. It's a living organism that you created in the realm of the spirit that literally will hold your prayers, that will hold your sacrifices unto God, and will and it will continue to repeat back to God. The very things that you've been praying. It's like a tape recorder. Your 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 holy godly altar. That's why I taught you about raising and creating a godly altar, a physical altar. In your home, wherever, whatever you want to create, the box, put it on a table, however you want to do it. Because it's, that's your meeting, one of your meeting places with God. So how do you join a mentoring program? Send an email to info. At the and someone will get you the information on the link or how you can sign up 
for the uh, Warrior Circle Mentorship Group. And so, and so I'm putting that in perspective now. So I, I want you walking away from this, understanding that in everything that I said, you have power over it. We're just simply exposing what they do. You're just getting more insight into how they operate and some of the things that they do in the realm of the spirit so that you can come up against it. So it, it will also enhance your prayer life because now you're targeting evil altars, right? You, you, you're coming up against uh, 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 enemy trying to imprison your soul as, a, as our original passage in Psalm 142 and 7. Bring my soul out of prison. You can pray, Lord, bring my soul out of any demonic prison, any piece of my soul that's in any demonic prison. I pull it out by fire in the name of Jesus. Please, can you create a list of the devices, weapons that we can use? So we can you create a list of devices, weapons? Uh, yeah, I have lists. I have I have lists like I said, um, especially in our deliverance and soul healing classes. Uh, they get access to the notes uh, and, and things of that, that nature. Uh, so like, like I said, I've outlined a lot of those things. Um, like I said, and then you can, and then think about it, you can create your own weapons. I say it all the time, you can also create your own weapons. But remember, you have the creative power of God. You can create your own weapons. I've talked about the fire of God, the four winds of heaven, uh, 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 the blood of Jesus, uh, the soul of the Lord. Uh, 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 we, we talked about the heavenly host, uh, you know, uh, praise and worship, uh, and, and, you know, weapons of mass destruction at God's arrows of fire. Uh, there's so, there's so, so, so many things. The blood of Jesus, I said, so many weapons that we have that we can use uh, at our uh, our disposal. So my stepfather was a third three degree mason. I now see the evil work he committed through my family. And so you you can overturn all of that. You can and you can renounce. You can renounce uh, the works of your ancestors. Things your ancestors were connected to, uh, uh, knowingly or unknowingly, in their ignorance, uh, etc. Uh, the scripture was Psalm one forty two and seven was our base scripture for today. Psalm one forty two and seven. So again. I want you walking away with you have power over all of this. The enemy is simply being exposed on what they're trying to do and how they operate certain things, how they imprison people's soul. And so your soul can be set free from prison. I told you about, again, the importance of, 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 of healing the soul. And we'll get into more, more next week. Uh, so next week is going to be our last Bible study until, I think, January 8th. So I think we're going to be off for like two weeks. Uh, so you have time to kind of catch what you see. Is go back and review before we take off again on January 8th. So we will be meeting next Tuesday, uh, but it'll be our last one until uh, so we're going to kind of, the ministry going to kind of retool, refuel, strategize to get ready for uh, what's coming down the pipe pipeline. All right. So again, that's all I have. So I'll, uh, uh, the first call, the first call is, look, if, if, if you're not safe, the enemy comes to kill, steal, uh, 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 and destroy. That, that's, that's the job description of the enemy. The enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Christ came that you may have life and that you may have life more abundantly, more abundantly. He came that you may have life more abundantly. And so salvation is not the end. It is simply the beginning. It is simply the beginning. And so if you're not saved, you can get your opportunity to accept Jesus Christ. You can repeat after me, Lord Jesus Christ. I believe you died on the cross for my sins. And you rose again from the dead with all power in your hand. And you ascended to be back in heaven with God the Father. I repent of all of my sins, known and unknown. Jesus, come into my heart. I want to live for you. I belong to you. 
In Jesus' name, amen. If you just say that for the first time, you are saved, and we welcome you to the family of God. We welcome you to the family of God. And you can also send an email to info at thecoregreen.org to get some more uh, information and get you uh, started on this journey. And we say all the time, there's three phases. When you get saved, you learn about Christ. Second phase is you try to be like Christ, where a lot of the church is trying to be like Christ. But the third phase that he wants us all to be is when we become Christ. We become the manifestation of Christ in this earth as he rules and reigns through us. Amen. And so and so we welcome you to the family of God. Uh, and, 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 and understand is everything that I said today, again, this is not to incite any type of fear. You've been around this ministry long enough. You know, we equip you with the tools, uh, how to operate the tools that God has already equipped you with, so to speak. Uh, and, and, and there's a lot of people out there who's given a lot of information. There's a lot of people out there who's given a lot of information. And, and we talk to people like this, they come across it and they think they know so much, but there's a lot of people who get a lot of information but they're not actively practicing. They're not actively doing this. They're not actually doing spiritual warfare. They're not, they're not actively doing deliverance and soul healing. They just have a lot of information, but not walking in the power, not actually doing this. So that is a big difference. So, so I, I want you to come into the knowledge of, not just the knowledge of it, but how to apply it. And so we don't just tell you about this exposing the work of darkness. We also teach you how to walk in this how to come up against it, how to use your weapons, et cetera, because it's important. It's not enough just to talk about it, but yet you walk away, don't know what to do. You just you just have a bunch of information. It is now you applying what's taught, coming up against what the enemy is doing so you can advance God's kingdom on earth because the enemy is trying to stop you from moving forward, trying to stop you from advancing God's kingdom. They want you to just be stuck in this box. But again, you're the curse breaker and God is pushing you forward into your destiny. All right, and the second person, the second second group of people I'm talking about it is, is I'm talking to two types of people. Number one, if you know that I'm your pastor, you know that I'm your spiritual covering, no matter where you are across the globe, no matter where you live across the globe, you know that this is home. You know that I'm your spiritual past, your, your spiritual covering, your pastor, that 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 you, you've been hearing this sound that's been coming out of the ministry week after week after week. You've been growing, you've been being stretched, uh, and you know this is home, and you know that it's not just about being in a physical building. This is about you being a soldier, a warrior in God's army, and he's connecting you with this army to establish his kingdom on earth. And you're hearing the sound. You're hearing the sound. Understand when God's doing a new thing. Some of you are just used to just going into a church building. And when God's trying to say, I'm, I'm breaking out of just a box, there's nothing wrong with the building of itself or, or, or going to build. What I'm saying is that, that he's giving, doing a new thing in your life and you have to catch it in the realm of the spirit. When he's saying, I'm doing something new, this is why I'm connecting you. If, if that's you, if that's you. And so you send an email to membership at thecoregreen.org or info at thecoregreen.org uh, so you can get that the new partners package. Some of you uh, have been, uh, uh, quote unquote, honorary partners, members, so to speak, but you haven't made that next step. But that next step is important because it gets you plugged into what we're doing as a church, even the, 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 the corporate prayers that we do as a church and the, the community we have as a church to help you continue to grow and get the tools that you need to continue to advance God's kingdom outside of just tools of Bible study, outside of just the Warriors Prayer Closet Monday through Friday. It's much, much more that you can become connected with and attached to when you actually make that next step and get that information so we know that you're out there and get you plugged in. And the second person is uh, if you're maybe you already have a church home, you're serving well there, you're, you're positioned where God's planted you there, but I serve more as a somewhat of a mentor, so to speak. You're getting supplemental word here, uh, but you still feel very much connected. Uh, that's the second type of partner. And you too can send an email to membership at decoragreen.org or info at decoragreen.org. And the last call 
uh, is if uh, the word was good, you're blessed by the word, ministry is blessing you, then you sow back into it. You, you, you sow back into it because uh, uh, we need individuals like you uh, uh, sowing so that we can advance God's kingdom on earth. Everyone's not getting this word. Everyone's not hearing this word. And so we want to spread the gospel far and wide. Uh, and we're all across the globe and it takes money to travel. It takes money to establish all across the globe. So we need individuals like you to help us to do just that uh, and, and to build within communities. We need, and, and those things take money. And so govern yourselves accordingly. And remember, don't sow a casual seed. So you go to decorgreen.org, go to the donate tab and you sow what God places on your heart to sow. Remember, name that seed. What do you want that seed to accomplish? Name it, name it, name it. Write down how much you sowed and what you name that seed. Whatever it is, healing, whatever it's, you know, marriage breakthrough, whatever it is, whatever you name that seed and you can sow the same. You can you can keep sowing seed for the same thing over and over again, because, again, that that's that's put seed in the ground. So when the harvest come is a great harvest. And so whatever Lord place in your heart, make sure you name it. seed. don't ever sow a casual seed. Name your seed. Amen. Uh, and so that's all I have. So I will close out in prayer. Father God, we come now to the end of yet another Bible study. We thank you for all that was said and done tonight. We thank you, O God, for exposing uh, uh, all the evil plans and plots and the tactics of our wicked enemies. We thank you, O God, for giving us power over the works of the enemy, O God. We thank you, O God, for helping us to be even more strategic uh, in our prayers. You thank you continue to reveal to us, show to us, then you continue to push us forward into. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you, God, for your just abundant love, O God, your grace. Your mercy upon us, oh God. We thank you, God, that 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 we're no longer ignorant to the devices and the schemes of the enemy. Thank you for opening our eyes, understanding that we may see our ears, that we may hear. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for ordering our footsteps. I declare your spirit of peace shall rest upon the lives of these your people. I come against demonic retaliation and demonic backlash against them or their families. I send the heavenly hosts now ahead of them to fight to do war on their behalf. I thank you for their lives. I thank you for the miracle signs and wonders that shall follow them. I thank you for that they're the generational curse breakers, the warriors that you raised up for a time such as this. I declare your blessings shall overtake them, oh God. I declare being strengthened right now in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you. We praise you. We glorify your name now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. And remember, uh, go back and listen to this word. You definitely not going to get all this in one sitting. Holy Spirit reveal more things to you. So listen to it to it sometime throughout the week. Uh, take notes, etc. Uh, uh, and we again we'll pick up on next Tuesday. Remember next Tuesday uh, is going to be our last Bible study for this calendar year uh, until I believe it's January eighth. So I think it's like two weeks off uh, after that. Uh, so remember that you are the uh, well, again faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So that's why it's important to rehearse this and you're hearing again. Take notes again. Go back and listen to it again because you, you you some things you maybe didn't get now that you'll get when you go back. And listen to it. So as always, God bless you. Remember that you are the breath of God and God never wastes a breath. This is Apostle Corey Green sign out. God bless you. Heaven smile upon you. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for the Warriors Prayer Closet. Have a great evening. Good night. Warriors, thank you for tuning in to the Spiritual Warfare Network podcast and applying today's teaching. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and follow Apostle Green on social media.